a conversation with Summer Williams about the hurricane emergency response. In the past two years, we've activated three times for three hurricanes. Um, Hurricane Ermine in September of 2016, Hurricane Matthew just a month later in October of 2016, and then a year later, Labor Day weekend for Hurricane Irma. Um, <clears throat> so we've been very busy in the last two years. Um, I also started my job two years ago, so I've been very busy, um, but it's been a good learning experience. Um, we hadn't activated for any hurricanes since 2004, and since then we've had a lot of job changes, a lot of new folks. So it was basically like we were starting all over again with natural disaster response. So like I said, it was a lot of good learning experiences. Um, we basically started page one all over again with everything. Um, our main lesson learned from the 2016 hurricane season was getting GIS mapping for all of our facilities to know which places were open and closed and it was a lot easier for our inspectors to know where they can go and plan their routes going um, from facility to facility. And then in 2017, <clears throat> we actually changed the way we activated with our agencies a little different, which worked out a lot better. Um, we tried a, a unified command approach during 2016 and it just didn't work out as well with all the agencies involved. We have eight agencies in Florida that regulate food firms, um, state and federal, and so when you get all of them working together and trying to coordinate that, it's really hard. So we took an area command approach instead in 2017 and it worked out a lot better for us. What are the learnings that apply any disaster? So all natural disasters are different. We're lucky with hurricanes that we have a lot of time to prepare. We know one is coming at least four to five days ahead. Um, we're fortunate with that. I know a lot of other states have natural disasters that just happen all of a sudden. This volcano thing in uh, Hawaii right now is really tough to, to hear about. Um, but really communication is always the number one thing that you want to learn and work through with your partners. Um, you know, the way that we're working with our federal and state partners now in 2017 with our area command, it's just an information sharing portal basically is how we run it. And it's just easy. As long as you're giving everyone the appropriate information, communicating, it's a lot easier to work together with your partners. Why are training exercises important? Uh, we have had so many hurricanes that it's been tough to plan our exercises in between. Um, but we did just do an exercise, um, I think in April, I believe, two months ago, um, with some other department partners within the Department of Agriculture. And we worked through incident command system and we had a lot of people play new roles. Um, it's always important to get, when you are running incident command system and you know that you're going to be activated for multiple weeks at a time, have a lot of people in those positions that are trained up so you can give relief time and give people time to rest in between working long hours and shifts. What obstacles are there to disaster response? One of the main things is you always kind of forget about the food until last moment. You know, you know the hurricane's coming. Everyone rushes to the store to get food. Um, everything that, you know, is non-perishable goes first. And then you forget that you really have to dump everything afterwards. The, one of the main issues we have is the overflowing of trash services, landfills, all that type of thing, because everyone's having to dispose of the food. 
Um, trash service usually stops because of the storm. And then you've got people throwing away other debris and that type of thing. So, you know, that's a main issue that we really don't think about until when it happens. Um, and <clears throat> a lot of the smaller establishments, um, they don't like to dispose of their food just because, you know, that's how they make their money. So it's tough to have that conversation with them. And, but you have to explain, you know, we want everyone to, you know, be healthy. We don't want anyone to get sick. So foodborne illness is very important, especially during a hurricane or any natural disaster. So, um, and then another problem, not a problem, but another issue that we come across is sometimes when our inspectors show up to assess an establishment after a hurricane, it's the first person that that person has seen um, since the storm. So it kind of takes an emotional toll on some of our inspectors because they kind of want to tell them their whole situation and um, so we actually just went through a mental health um, first aid training through Red Cross and kind of give our inspectors some information on, that they could share with people that they come across. Sometimes they think that they're FEMA when they walk in and, and they have to explain, sorry, we're not here for that. And so that, that's a tough issue too. How have you handled the language barrier? That is tough. Um, for Hurricane Matthew, um, a lot of South Florida was affected and we were sending in people from North Florida that are not necessarily bilingual into South Florida because they were not affected. Um, and we did have some issues. We didn't really think about that ahead of time that sending a, a lot of people from a totally different culture into South Florida and they go in there and not everyone's bilingual. So we have since then set up our strike teams in teams that have at least one person that's bilingual. Um, Spanish speakers are very popular in Florida, so. For more information or to get the response guide, visit www.afdo.org or download the AFDO mobile app to access additional tools.